0: You give to Bible League. You're not just giving material away. You're equipping people to do the work. Yeah. You have an actual relationship with these people.
1: Welcome to the Word in Action podcast from Bible League International. I'm your host, Michael Woolworth. It's often assumed that ministry executives are confined to the boardroom. Well, that's simply not true. For today's guest, Yost Snoop and Leanne DeConin. Leanne is executive vice president of People and Culture at Bible League, and Yos is president and CEO and they sat down with me to talk about their recent trip to Egypt and South Africa. Leanne is following protocols by quarantining at home, and Yost joins me in studio. Welcome to you both. Think about Egypt here. Christians make up a very small percentage of the population uh, in Egypt. Mentioned that, uh, you know, you look around, you see 10 people, on average 9 follow Islam. Some are radicalized. But thinking about the Christians there, do they feel outnumbered? Do they feel like they have to live out their faith privately? Or are they more vibrant? Are they more outward in the expression of their Christian faith?
0: Hmm. There's a relative freedom in, in Egypt uh, for for Christians, you know, they're they're protected as uh, as an official religion. In practice, uh, I think it's still really quite hard, uh, especially in rural areas. We we visited a church in the rural area, and we got to experience some of that tension. Uh, yeah. As we were going into the area, we actually got a police escort hmm. uh, driving us towards the church, and and the reason for that escort was uh, you know the the Egyptian government and the police they're very concerned about the calm and the rest in their communities um and you know right. a foreigner going in there and and is is a is a potential risk for for unrest mm. uh in the community but also for us as visitors so that tells you that there is absolutely tension and we actually heard of of in that community of, of somebody you know being uh i don't know if the person was killed but but definitely very you know very heavily arrested or, or violated uh who was a christian so uh, i think there's a lot of a lot of tension in those communities mm. yeah.
1: Thinking about South Africa, Leanne, I heard you talk about uh, getting to to visit with some of the church planners there and and how uh, exciting that was to to, to meet those folks and to hear about their ministry outside of Johannesburg. uh, Talk about meeting some of those church planners that use Bible League resources.
2: Uh, we were able to travel to a, a small church, um, and and had uh, maybe um, a dozen or fifteen people uh, gathered together. Uh, we came into the church, and and we just started praising God together. Um, it was just a really special blessed time uh, with these church planters, and then there was an opportunity for anyone to come forward and just share. And I remember one lady in particular, she had so much uh, just joy in her heart. Mm. Um, She was a younger woman, um, and she had gone through the church planter training program, and she said it was something that really was so changing for her. Um, and she shared with us that she has a special place in her heart for youth, um, and she is so excited to use this program uh, to reach people and especially the youth. She said, "We're in a time right now, and just you know, going through difficulties in our world." And she said, "I'm I'm just so excited to be using the tools that I learned um, to reach the youth for mm. Christ."
1: Mm. Let's talk about church growth in either place, Egypt and South Africa. Now, if you follow Barner Research here in America, they keep a finger on the pulse of, of religious life and, and evangelical church growth. They will tell us that church growth here is uh, it's on the uh, decline, right? It's stunted. It's even on the decline, primarily because of COVID. And then nuns, those that no longer identify with religion. I, I know we don't have search results in front of us, but is it your perception that the church is growing, Leanne? We'll just kind of linger in South Africa. You know, from
2: um, I think the the areas that we visited, especially the rural communities, um, there there's there's an excitement. Um, I I sense that you know there's there's growth happening, um, and I think especially in the areas that we visited outside of Johannesburg, that I, I see growth happening. Mm. That was my perception.
1: You Also, I'll ask you about uh, Egypt. I mean, again, was it your perception? Is is the big church is it growing?
0: Yeah, my my sense there is, is it's hard to really uh, you know prove that with with numbers and, and, and statistics. I mean, part of the church is is remaining uh, you know I wouldn't say underground, but re- remaining uh, pretty disguised or or very careful and, yeah. and cautious. But yeah. uh, there's definitely some reports about uh, you know adding adding members in baptisms. Um, you know, we, we had our friend and colleague uh, Yazan from uh, Jordan mm-hmm. with us in yeah. Egypt, and he was telling it's us about a couple know. of baptisms in the in his church in his community. Uh, so there's definitely that excitement, but I I can't really talk to like the the larger church and and where there it is you know it is growing.
1: Yeah, I've spent time with Yuzan and had a meet had a chance to meet a lot of those heroes of the faith, yes. and many of those had been persecuted. They had gone through just unspeakable things, right? And yet yeah. you could tell two things that characterized them: they they love their enemies, and they counted all joy to suffer for the Lord. I mean, that was very very evident. To very us. much so, yeah. You were there to meet with end users of Bible League programs and Bibles. Those that the receive the receive these resources. Talk about how Bible League programs are used in Egypt and South Africa, and then could you make the connection that some of the growth that's happening is a result of Bible League programs being used there by the churches on the ground.
0: Yeah, there's a, a wonderful example in South Africa. We visited a church plant uh, on Sunday morning, and um, uh, this was a perfect example of, of how our program is is effective and is is, is meant to be used mm. uh, on the ground in grassroots ministry. This pastor was, uh, he was the number two in a big mega church in Pretoria. He was about to become the number one pastor. And uh, long story short, he went through the Bible the Church Planner training, and he said to us, literally, he said, it rocked my world. <laughs> and so we asked him what 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 happened what rocked your world about our program and he said well everything we do in this big church is about big budgets and events and and big speakers and that's how we evangelize that's <laughs> how we bring people into our community he said when i went through the bible league program it was about the word of god and the individual reach out <laughs> through you know the evangelism and discipleship <laughs> he and his wife made the decision to step out of this position and basically humble themselves and started this little church plant in their yard, and they hmm. were reaching people in their community. While we were there, there were two young kids that went through Project Philip, hmm. and that graduated, and they were out of the community. The parents were not Christians yet, but they were part of that church service where they were appreciated mm. for their, uh, f- you know, for finishing Project Philip. I mean, that story just captures captures yeah. everything of how our how our program works.
1: Yeah. Leanne, think about, uh, maybe it's uh, South Africa, uh, or maybe it's Egypt. I mean, was it, uh, c- c- could you make the connection as you saw Bible League programs being used? Could you see the connection between the growth that's happening there? Not necessarily in numbers alone, but just the quality of faith. As Jos just said, here's somebody that was humbled, taking a different track. I mean, what did you see in terms of uh, of Bible League programs?
2: Think about um, our literacy program uh, that was being used by literacy trainers in Egypt. Um, And we went to a a small um, rural community in uh, the south of of Cairo, um, a few hours south of Cairo, and and we were able to visit with and and see literacy classes taking place. What stood out to me was the, the tools that these teachers utilized were our, our literacy tools. Um, they were using the, the workbooks and, um, and also the Bible side by side. And there were about 10 or 12 women in a class Huddled around um, a table, just listening to this teacher and using the literacy program. It was it was exciting to see, even though I couldn't understand a word of it. They were all <laughs> speaking in Arabic, mm. but you could tell the women were were learning how to read and write. They were they were reading passages, verses from the Bible, and they had been meeting together. We learned afterwards for about six months, um, and so these women were growing in their faith. Uh, the literacy trainer was was sharing with us with us afterwards how much uh, they were learning from one another, encouraging one another and growing in their faith together.
1: Mm. And Leanne, I'm with you. When I visited the Middle East, we visited a Bible-based literacy course. Many of these women were widowed. We weren't sure. Some of the men had, some of the husbands had died fighting for ISIS. Some had been killed by ISIS. But most of those women had been denied an education because of their social standing in that system, if you will. And yet, they were so grateful to be given this very special gift to read. They were almost giddy. And you could tell there was a, they were kindred spirits with those women. And we knew from uh, talking with one of the women, uh, a former Muslim who had come to Christ and uh, through a translator, we were able to hear her story. She said, I finally saw a, a healthy presentation of a religious woman in this Christian. Here was this woman pouring herself into my life. It's an amazing story to see, you know, what, what, the, the results that God brought through that, through that program. So
0: there's an incredible dignity and, and empowerment happening, I think, through this program. And mm. this example that Leanne shared was, it was in an area that is very rural. And a lot of these women, they, they don't even travel out of their streets most of their life mm. because their 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 destiny is to be the wife of of a husband and to care for their family and to you know stay pretty much in the community where they grew up and and live and even to come to a church and to receive some education is such an incredible difference and and it's yes it's a social difference but it's it's peri- spiritual and indiv- individual mm. empowerment yeah. and it's 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 bringing more the dignity of of God into those lives and yeah. and that was wonderful to see
1: yeah either of you can address this but uh, how does reading god's promises being able to open up your bible you know on a daily basis in your own language at a level you can understand again whether that's in south africa or egypt you saw a difference in in people didn't you
0: yeah one of the things that stood out to me was when we when we met a couple of leaders and i think liana's already mentioned the, the the young girl before that reach you know has a passion to reach out to the youth we we met a couple of people in that in that environment and as we were praising god and as we were sharing you could just see their 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 faces Shine. You know, there's there's just something else about people that belong to Christ in in areas that are really hard to live in. Uh, but they were all using the scriptures in their testimony, um, mm. and that just stood out to me. You know, mm. it's it was not just having a Bible; you could see they were engaged in it. It it, it was speaking to them, um, and and they're using it in their testimony so naturally.
1: How about you, hmm
2: the church that uh, the the pastor and and the small church plant that Yost referred to earlier, I talked with one of the the young girls who went through Project Philip um, afterwards, and you know took her picture and and uh, congratulated her, and you could just see yeah on her face the, the excitement the joy that she had. Um, I think it was it was so just so evident um, in the worship service that we spent together with this uh, this small. Church, this church plant um, in essentially the front yard of this home um, of the pastor and his wife. Mm. So to me, it just very evident um, in in their joy filled faces.
0: You know, before we went to this uh, church plant uh, and uh, gave these Bibles to this uh, these two girls, we actually visited a prison, a maximum security prison in South Africa in Pretoria. Mm. And I think some of those faces of those prisoners, I will I will not forget. Um, we had a, a just a, a fantastic ser- uh, worship time in that prison hmm. uh, dancing and singing and sharing uh, the guards together with the prisoners the head of the prison uh, was part of that worship service it was just a really special special time hmm. and it was uh, good to see that just look at the faces of, of some of the prisoners uh, sharing and even leading uh, the worship service hmm. so those are those are faces that you know that, that get printed on, on your, on your mind. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's just, you know, you close your eyes and you just see, see it right in front of you. Uh, the other people that, you know, are, are just, and I, I would love our supporters to realize this, is when you give to Bible League, you're not just giving material away. You're equipping people mm. to do the work. Yeah. Yeah. Joyful people. And one of our people in South Africa, he goes into the prison, you know, multiple times and he does it with a joyful heart and with an incredible service. And and to see him connecting with those prisoners as as his friends as his brothers uh, was just what what that told me was you have an actual relationship with these people, hmm. uh, and it's your honor and my honor the honor of our supporters to know that we support those people that that go into those those places.
1: Lee and Leanne, we live out our Christian faith with relative ease here in America, right? Uh, I mean, when I worshiped on Sunday, I didn't worry about somebody storming the, the pulpit and dragging my, my pastor out. I've known of pastors in the Middle East. That's happened to them, right? How can we pray for Christians now that you know what they're up against in a place like Egypt or South Africa.
0: Yeah, as as we said earlier in this uh, podcast, there's a lot of tension in both countries. Either you know, on the religious field with with different uh, religions present, or the poverty and the uh, the social uh, disparities that there are uh, in in South Africa. So I think Christians need a lot of wisdom to to live in those environments. Uh, so so pray for that, and and in that, pray for the boldness of of Christians to share mm-hmm. the gospel. Uh, there is you know people, the christians want to serve and they want to go out mm. um it, it's that's not a question uh, so uh yes it's good to pray for christians that go out but they are there what they mm. need is boldness and, and faith uh to yeah. to share so pray pray for that
2: what what i saw was maybe um challenges in in the travel for some of our team members, for those that are uh, going into remote areas. So I think, um, you know, practically some safety for travel um, Mm -hmm. as as they're traveling to different remote areas in both South Africa and in Egypt. There were um, areas that... For for some of our uh, Bible League staff members, they were traveling a couple of hours, going longer distances, and really, I think, you know, raising up more people who can be Bible-based literacy trainers. So I think opportunities... For for that as well.
0: Yeah, I'd love some uh, to add something. I, I think the prayer of uh, the community here uh, gathered, you know, with within the context of the league, the Bible League, is, is very incredibly significant. And one thing I always do when I'm visiting churches and 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 people that we serve in those countries is to tell them that you know when you receive a Bible or you receive program material, Bible study material, you, you, you don't just receive a pile of paper. Mm. You know, one it's the word of God, mm. but it's given by somebody who prays for you. Yeah. And they are encouraged by that. Mm. So just the the mm. sheer fact that you know they know there are there there's people, there's Christian brothers and sisters around the world that are praying for them, that are thinking yeah. about them. Yeah. Is very important. Yeah. It's very significant. Yeah,
1: agreed. You two serve in executive roles here. I mean, you you kind of you're looking at things normally from a higher up uh, level uh, than 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 others here with with the, the ministry. How important is it for you to kind of get out of the boardroom, come out of your executive offices, and go to the field? I mean, we were talking about the price you pay to leave the greater Chicago area and to go to places like Egypt and South Africa. You know, it's 20-something hours in the air. It's all the inconveniences and frustrations, a different culture, you know, uh, with with traveling and just interacting with people. But how important is it, uh, Yos and Leanne, as executives um, with this ministry, to, 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 to get out there? And to meet with our staff, our partners, the end users, just Christians in general who are in places like Egypt and South Africa. How important is
0: that to you personally? It's, it's really not a sacrifice at all, mm. to be honest. It's, uh-huh. it's an incredible joy and mm. privilege to be mm. able to meet Christians all around the world and to be, to be part of their life for mm. a few days. Um, I, yeah. I consider that an incredible honor. And I think it's incredibly important. We, we serve the church. Uh, we serve God. We serve our brothers and sisters. And if we as executives, but I, I believe as, as Christians, if we are not looking to those that are marginalized, that are the, the, the eyes of the world are not on those people. You know, the more important it is for, for the church to have and to have the eyes on, on those people. So it's really a matter of uh, wanting to be there where uh, where we have where we are called to serve and to uh, to understand what what's happening there, to listen to what are the real problems that our that our teams and that our people are facing, so that decisions that we take on an executive level help them. I mean, that's the whole that's the whole goal.
1: Well, I love that perspective, Yost. Thanks for sharing that. It's a great way to end our podcast today. You've been listening to Leanne Koning and Yost Snoop, executives here at Bible League, talk about their recent trip to Egypt and South Africa. And I love all that you've both shared about meeting people on a trip you'll never forget and seeing how God is using Bible League International to touch those nations with His good news. Friends, thank you for listening today and for supporting Bible League with your prayers and financial gifts. Will you follow Bible League on social media? You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And you can sign up for our e-newsletter and verse of the day at BibleLeague.org. That's BibleLeague.org. And let us know how today's program impacted you. Email us at podcast at BibleLeague.org. I'm Michael Woolworth for the Word in Action podcast.